And welcome everybody to the special edition of the Saintia Cosmocast. We are talking about the Pegasus Fantasy Symphonic Concert. I am not here by myself per usual. I'm here with our good old friend and our new host, Benjus. Hi, everyone. And we are joined by, you know, by 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 what I would believe the guru of Saint Seiya in Mexico and, and like pretty much all around the world. His name is Pollux. Hello, Ramses. Hello, Benjas. How are you? I'm very, very happy to be here. And thank you very much for inviting me. I, I've been wanting to get you. I mean, we've been back and forth talking like about bringing you in and like doing different things. And, you know, this was, this is the perfect time to bring you in because like you're you're like, like I said, you're like a guru of like Saint Seiya here. And then also then oh. just, you know, he's. He's been he's been knocking it out of the park with his encyclopedic knowledge in, on the show. So I figured you two you two went to the concert um in Mexico on what September third. Yeah. You know, I want you guys to like tell you guys want to have that. I want to know about your experiences going to there because like it, it 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 seemed like a very it was a very very interesting concert to experience to go to. So why don't you walk us? So why don't you two walk us into like what was going on, how the environment before the concert and after and during the concert and all all that stuff. Okay. Do you want to start, Benjas? I actually gave a little bit of a summary in our previous episode that we recorded yesterday. So, and also you are a guest uh, here, Pollock. So, why don't you begin with your mm -hmm. with your overall views and thoughts uh, to to begin, and from there we can start talking about some of the details that went on throughout the concert. Okay. Well, so this concert it was the first one, the first one, the the first official concert in Mexico held held in Mexico and Latin America, and well, Sincea was the franchise that was selected, that was picked, and this was because Sincea or Los Caballeros del Zodiaco, Knights of the Zodiac here in Mexico is mm -hmm. so big, is so big. So the organization of this concert told us that they started the negotiations, this was around four or five years ago, but in the end it was announced two years ago, but sadly, because the coronavirus and all of this, it had to be well postponed. And finally, mm -hmm. this was fi well. This was done this past uh, September the third here in in Mexico City, in a place called Arena Ciudad de Mexico. And well, mm -hmm. there were there were a lot of people there attending, and there were a lot of of guests as well. Well, not guests, as participants, as part of the concert. And what else? What else? Let me see. What else to say? Well, it, it became the biggest, the biggest concert of its type in the whole world. It was truly awesome. There were uh, there were eleven thousand people there. I think that I had already told that, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think we told it in private, but you know. Oh. But I think also too, Ben Ben just had told us that too when we were doing our when we were doing our our, our small recap before we before we before. You know, we did our well when we did our episode last um, last time. Mm. Yes, well, uh, it was awesome. Let me tell you. And one thing that people thought that it was a letdown is that we had so so much Mexican talent involved due to the coronavirus. We the, the organization couldn't uh, pick people from Japan or or bring them here to Mexico because they mm -hmm. were forbidden to to get out of their countries. It's my belief that yeah. originally they're, they're, those were their original plans, but well, this happened and well, what do you know, it, it, it went very well, right Benjas? Yeah, it was, it, uh, I, I still am getting a little bit on, on that high, that from that Saturday, it was an incredible experience. I've told this many times before and I've tweeted about it like several times. It was a magnanimous event in my, in my words. I was extremely happy to be there. It was truly an experience to have and truly a very wonderful thing that it was a historic moment in many aspects. As Pollux mentioned, it is it has become the biggest in the world for a concert dedicated exclusively to music around the Japanese anime. Uh, it, it proved how much of an importance this series has in the well it has in the world but in in america in general because not just latin america people from the us and people from canada even if there weren't that many but the people took time out of their daily lives and they put in so much effort to plan a, a trip to be to be able to come here and i think that it delivered on on many things 
as Pollock said, one of the reasons why the talent was completely national was uh, due to the coronavirus restrictions that in a way hindered any possibility for any talent from Japan to come here. There are some debates regarding some of the decisions about that, but I think, and I personally believe that for the most part, not only did it turn out excellent because all the talent there really showed their skills and, and the best of their abilities and they showed why they're professionals, but also it all showed how Mexican talent can bring the caliber, uh, such a, a high quality caliber for, for an event like this. Yeah, I've been to various concerts in here in the United States for like different for different events for like Zelda and for Final Fantasy, and they've used local talent from from here from like locally from San Diego to like to like to, to use as like for like the you know for the for the um for like singers and stuff like that. So it, like they do a great thing. So don't, no matter what they they do a great job, and I I, I do appreciate it. Like the local talent did a really good job with it, but um. So, so tell us a little bit more about like you know like the things like that were going on bef- like before the concert like you know I believe that there was like a um, a sale of things I believe like you know they were selling various items and so if you can just describe to us some of the things that they were selling before the concert. Yes, we had several items that were sold there, but maybe the most special were for those of the VIP tickets that were named or framed as golden golden tickets just as just following the, the Golden Knights. And for mm. that, we had a, a very special item. It, it, may, it might be the most special item of, of them all. And it was a lithography uh, that was exclusive for, for this event. And it was made by... by um, uh, Michi Jimeno. Michi Jimeno. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little distracted. By Michi Jimeno, it's, uh, it's an exclusive design. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, and well, I think that you also have it, right, Benjas? Yes, indeed. I have it as well. And it's absolutely beautiful. I am generally surprised because back then, actually, we talked about a, a little bit about this, uh, Pollux, when we were like in line getting the tickets originally when they went on sale. That a lot of people were kind of uh, uncomfortable and did get a bit of a reaction to the price for the Golden Zone, and many were questioning: Is it really going to be worth the the value of what this is this is offering? Obviously, that depends entirely on each individual. But I I genuinely believe, having it in my hands, that it is one hundred percent worth the, the price of the ticket. The, the the quality is astounding. The, the the paper that it is printed in, the the visual quality of it, the the illustration itself is wonderful and magnificent, and the certification of being an official item from Toy Animation is just it's truly a collector's item. So the VIP ticket was truly pricey. It was expensive. It was around two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, yes, it was very expensive. So it 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 wasn't only the, the lithography by Michi Jimeno. It only it, it also came with a pin, and it also came with a um, with a swag bag and some some folders, if I remember right. And that was it. Yes. Yes, that, that's what came originally with that uh, price. The swag bag that had the bronze saints on the on the cover. You could also purchase that uh, inside, alongside the, the rest of the merchandise. But you got that as part of the of the mm-hmm. gift uh, of the golden zone. Yes, yes, and some other items that were special on and, and exclusive for this event and that were sold only was uh, a notebook that lights up. The title of Caballeros del Zodiaco lights up. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty fun. And also another swag bag with the golden knights on it uh besides the the bronze knights as well and what else there were some other folders with other designs and some t-shirts that were also exclusive for for this event one that was the the one that i like the most is one that has the the fire clock on it and if you if you wear it in the shadows or or in the dark it it brights it it shines so it's it's very fun it's very fun all right yeah, it's it's wonderful. That that shirt is amazing. <laughs> I, yes. was actually, I was actually surprised. I didn't know that it was uh, that it was gonna light until I actually got it, and I saw people talking. I was like, "Wow, really nice." <laughs> yes, and this mm-hmm. was a detail, of, a last hour detail, because as I, I had a chance to interview the person who made the t-shirts, and he told me that all the designs came from Japan. That's no wonder. It's always something that happens with these kind of things. But in the end, they wanted to add this this special thing for. 
for this t-shirt so it's kind of a little gift and a, uh, and a little wink from from mexico to the people who who got it all right and that all came with like the, that all came with that vip package i presume right well those not Paul was going to say, like, the T-shirts were separate merchandise that you could purchase inside the venue before entering uh, to the to the seats. But, uh, yeah, that was not part of the, um, of right. the package. However, as an extra part of merchandise, it, it was amazing. And I believe that the T-shirts, they all sold out, right? Yes, they sold out. I believe that they may have think that the people won't have, won't be, uh, won't be, um, uh, buying them as much as as in the end it happened and well, there there we go some of them just miss them Oof. well you know hey you know you had to it's one of those things where like we like we say here in the united states you just had to be there you you yeah. had to just be there to get everything like you know yeah. it so it's like you know I, I mean i hate to use this term but like we have a term here called fomo fear of missing out so it's like it's just one of those things where we the people from the vip area had uh well had a chance uh, better chances because we get into the into the arena ciudad de mexico earlier mm. so we had more chances than the people that came later yeah so okay so like all that all that stuff aside like the, the pre-stuff and like the and the stuff that's um that was on the uh display for like you know to purchase and stuff like that and the stuff that you got for you know the vip stuff Let's get let's get started with the concert itself but even before we talk about the concert i believe there was a message by diego trico um, the person who's playing Nero in the new Saint Seiya movie. Yes. Yeah. He, yes. he had a. Did he play the message? So Polak, you like? Would you like to like describe it a little bit? What the what the message was? And if you want to come into um, to your mother, welcome to um, Benjas. Yes, I actually recorded it. I I broadcasted it through my Facebook in a live, and and I I even had delivered it to the director of the. No, not 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 this one. Sorry, I, I'm I'm confusing. But I I had this as well. And yes, he he was talking about the the live action movie that's coming for the for the next year. He said that mm -hmm. we, we were going to see it being released by 2023. And well, it's kind of fun that he's still trying to to not tell which character he's playing. But mm -hmm. in the end, he had a a big Phoenix Icky icky poster at his side and he was looking at it and he said well maybe i'm going to be maybe the, the strongest of of all the characters or i don't know mm -hmm. something like that right benjas yes yes he it was it was hilarious because he kept looking at the picture of vicky like with glowing eyes it's like i really want to say it out loud but I don't know what restrictions they have imposed on on the staff of why they cannot just come out and say this information I would guess that it has to do with uh, Sony and Toei and the distribution of of, of how they want to handle the the yeah that's always what it the, is the advertising for the movie. But regardless, even though he hasn't stated it, it's more than obvious. And, and it was it was funny to see that, but at the same time, it was it was lovable. And he he was very good because, as you know, Diego Tinoco, the actor, is uh, from Hispanic origin. And he gave most of his message in, in Spanish and he just gave the closing words in English. And he looks really excited for the project of the live action movie. I know that there are a lot of people that are kind of on the fence about it. And we won't be able to obviously to tell properly until the movie comes out to actually judge it. But seeing the enthusiasm and the, and the love that all the people involved in the project so far have displayed towards it, at least it's giving me good expectations for it and it was a very nice touch especially for for this particular occasion and event we also got a little poster for the movie that was that was inside our programs and it was kind of a surprise because we weren't expecting it so in the end where i also had a chance to interview the chief of press of for the for the uh for the event and i asked him why why we were getting this in the end and he told us he told me that Crunchyroll has a very good relationship with this organization and that they've asked for this for this little favor so it was a little gift a little wink a little a little thing to give away to to all the fans that were coming to this concert and well also the thing is that we had this this message that was secret all through the end until we saw Diego there at the, at the big screen, <laughs> literally, mm. <laughs> literally, uh, he was at a big screen inviting us and telling us that the next year we're going to see these Knights of the Zodiac um, movie. And well, 
Estas Benjas said he he was uh, saying all of this in Spanish and he he genuinely looks very very excited about it. All right. So with that said, like when we get when we get started with the with the actual concert itself here, um, I'm I'm, I'm looking here at the program at the program itself and it kind of, and I'm looking through it and it's like. It starts off pretty much like everything from the first part of the series, from like all the way up to the sanctuary arc, with like all with this first part of the musical for the intermission. So, like any any particular pieces stood out in your mind? Anything that that, that you guys really enjoyed that seeing hearing it live, hearing it live, as opposed to like hearing it on TV? Wow, it's a tough one because you know I I'm in love with all of the uh, of all the, the 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 soundtracks, so it's kind of hard to to pick just one. But I could say that. Maybe the Glide Pegasus one was the one when I finally mm. broke and started to not to cry because I wasn't I wasn't crying that at all, but my my eyes got wet because I was excited by that time, by that moment, seeing Pegasus uh, falling and rising once again and falling and rising once again with a beautiful quality of images that we had for all of those screens. Those were awesome in, it, in themselves. The, the, the quality of, of the images were just astounding. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Just uh, as as uh, well, a little bit of detail. When, when as the musicians were playing the music, there was a big a big screen in the center and a couple of other screens to the sides, like right where the stage is, as well as the arena. Ciudad de Mexico has like four uh, giant screens, like so that everybody from anywhere in the in the stadium you, you can actually see what what's going on in those screens. And in them, they were showcasing. Uh, visuals from the anime and the movies so as you were listening to the music you were also seeing the scene and for me it was amazing because there, I, I swear that there were times when i got so immersed because my my attention got to the to to, to the picture and it generally for moments there i i i i could have sworn that i was listening to to our recording as i was seeing the the, the images instead of watching a live performance and then switching back to actually realizing that these were performers and these were musicians playing these songs and bring them bringing them to life and i think that's the best way to describe it they were it's one thing to listen to it to the soundtrack with your headphones on on a speaker on the stereo or even in the series because in the end it's it's sound that it is th that you're listening from from that reproduction but being there feeling it and actually seeing it live it's an entirely different experience that was magnificent. To answer your question, there were so many that I, I would have a hard time just picking one. But if I had to choose one that like rode me to the edge of my seat, uh, this one went a little bit later in the in the show, almost at the end. But when they played the instrumental version for Soldier Dream, I, I got mm. I got so, I got so excited and I felt every hair in my in my body like rise up and I was like in a in a rush of stamina that my body was feeling. This was so amazing as well because we have a, a beautiful, a gorgeous, and majestic stage as well. It there. This wasn't only about the screens and about the images. We also were part of the Saint Seiya world in there because you could see an, uh, replicas for the the Athena statue and uh, and a fire clock of the of the sanctuary. And you can also see the the constellations above uh, above us uh, above all. And they were changing constantly. So it was just. Uh, only the stage was a sh uh, an spectacle in itself. Uh, sorry, mm -hmm. sorry to, to interrupt you, Ramses. Oh no, 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 no! I, I was actually gonna say, like, like, was there anything else that that stood out, stood out that you were um, that you were excited to see? And it, the stage was actually really cool too. I've seen like pictures of the stage, but I'm pretty sure, in, like, seeing it live, it, it was a must have been a very different experience than just seeing the pictures I've seen all over the all over the place and stuff like that. Um, so okay, so the concert goes on and and um. So yeah, like the first, like, so you said, um, so, so like, the, so, so that was the first part of the, of the, of the, of the concert with, um, with the talk, with them doing pretty much the stuff from the, from the first part of the series. And then yeah. I think we had, we cut the intermission and then we go back to, we go back to the series and then we have more, um, we have, we have more stuff that's like from the, from like the later parts of the series, like from like, you know, from Asgard and from Poseidon, I believe. No, so like, it's, no Poseidon. Oh, okay. So it was all, it was all Asgard at this point. Okay. Ooh. Yes, it was Poseidon very and, interesting. and the movie, the, this one, the, the Legend of the Scarlet Youth. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. It was just that, if I recall right. It was, it, 
I mean, it was that one and also the Asgard movie and also the Asgard saga for the anime series. Mm. That's very interesting. That is very interesting. Because I, I would have th- thought they would play something from, from Poseidon, but I'm like, this is proof that, like, yeah, I've said this before. It's like, you know, um, as, you know, hey, you know, say what you will about like filler stuff. But Asgard really did, did leave an impact onto the Saint Seiya fandom in a, in a positive way, where usually in, a, in the case of like other animes, like filler arcs and filler and anything with filler is always viewed as a negative thing. So this is actually one of the more better aspects to the point where it's like, it's just as memorable as it, as it is. And all of its music is also just as memorable to be included by itself in this, in this, particular, um, in this particular part of the concert. So anything, anything in that particular part of the concert that, that stood out, that stood out from, from you guys, that stood out that you guys want to discuss about? Wow. Well, as well, once again, that's a tough one, but I think that the Kallium Big the, the Big Flood was phenomenal. And also Run to the Corona Temple. This, this, mm-hmm. this song, for example, was the first time that was played in any event in the whole world. Oh, wow. It was the first time. I believe that that song they they like it was not even in the soundtracks. It was not right. like and they used and they I think I know they used it once in the in the movie and then they used it again in the Hades in in Hades as well I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. And it this was the first time, and even people from France were telling this that because in the end, the, you know, there were there was a well, I think there were a, a series of of concerts back some some months ago in France. Uh, that mm-hmm. we doubled by the people who attended here in Mexico, by the way. <laughs> we doubled or, or almost, it was three times as much as they had in two concerts. And they were very, very happy to, to know that here in Mexico, we were having this, this uh, song to be, to be played for the first time ever in any event of this time. That is very interesting because, like, that, 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 now that I actually kind of I, like now that we have that information, it's like I wonder, like, what else didn't they play here? Like, what else did they play exclusively here in Mexico, as opposed to like the French version that we that happened a couple of months back, back in May? So it's like that's really interesting that that song in particular was it was like a, like it, it's a really popular song, and I'm really happy that that song was like one of the one, that was one of the first songs that they, that they got to play here exclusively. So. That's very, very, very interesting. It truly was historical is in for Saint Seiya overall in, in in terms of how the music has been has been done in, in live interpretations. Because from what I gather also, not only just that piece of of music, but also from what I believe I heard, this this is the first time ever that they've actually shown not only those parts of, of the not not only those songs, but as well the the pieces of, of the movie, like the 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 animation footage from those movies. They were shown on the screen, and this was the first time that it had been done. It had been done in the concerts that were done either in China or France. So this was the first time that they did that. So it was truly historical. So I have a question for you guys. And I'm like, you know, this is from someone that was obviously not there. He was, I, was, I didn't buy my tickets in time and other things, other things popped up. But um, Sing Seiya, it's known not just for like its brass and like, you know, the, like, you know, it's instrumental, you know, or, orchestral stuff. But it was also, it's also very heavy on like on electric guitars and a lot of like, you know, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of electric a lot of electric instruments as well because like that was that was a thing at the time and that was one of the, that was one of the cool things that I loved about the about the soundtrack that's uh, that um, Seiji Yokoyama he that he produced that's like it's just it's a beautiful mix of both like hard rock and like classic orchestral was that present in that was that present in the, in this concert where were there parts where you can where there was where there were guitars used and stuff like that absolutely yes there oh, the, the, yeah. we had all of that. We had all of that, especially in those parts, for example, as Ben Haskas told, for example, Stole Your Dream and all of those, the openings. That was very, very outstanding because it was the first time that you had a chance also, well, at least in my case, to listen to the versions of this with orchestra and also with a rock, with a rock instrument. So it was very, very interesting. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of Mauden Mendo, who was the person who was singing the the songs in spanish he's Mm -hmm. uh he's uh well the official singer for latin america for all of these songs but it was truly awesome to listen just to the music and try to to concentrate to focus only on the music and 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 discover it in a new way 
because it was orchestra with also rock band and it was truly truly interesting and awesome it was it was incredible well there like what what like you know what what's like what tracks it on your mind using using that 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 hybrid of um of orchestra uh, orchestra and um and like you know, guitars and you know, like electric and electric um uh, okay. instruments let me see let me see because i have to check out here they they were mostly in the first part in the first part um yes because i think that the second half of the concert there, there wasn't as much uh rock instrumentals most of that was played in the first part obviously the the openings uh, pegasus fantasy uh, blue dream blue forever uh, soldier dream all of them had the the rock music but but i i have to be honest i have like a, a difficult time remembering specific what songs have also the the guitars and the and the songs on them i do i do remember that those songs that did have them they were there but i, I can't remember which what songs actually were the ones with it yeah, Pegasus Research, yeah. for example, or Galaxian Wars, all, all of those tracks mm -hmm. that you listen, I, I mean, uh, it happens to me just as well as, as, as Ben has. It's not like I have them. I, I'm, I'm so used to listen to them that I actually cannot separate them, you know, in my mind. It's, it's kind of story, <laughs> but um, I mean, everything was there, I, just as you you listen to them in the in the soundtracks at the, with the records or with your files they sounded just like it. that's really really interesting really really cool so yeah there's a, you mentioned you meant you mentioned Pollux earlier about um about there, there are a couple of vocal songs as well so like and you, and you let's say you weren't a fan of some of that stuff but like you know what that like but i think there was a couple of other there were a couple of other singers as well so he describes like you know some of the songs that they used that they were vocal Yes, we had we had, for example, the the uh, woman's voice uh, just for all all those voices that were made by by Mrs. Kazuko. Um, yes, but the name of the Japanese of the Japanese singer is Kazuko Kawashima, and she's legendary, you know. But in Mexico, it was done. These voices were done by Irma Flores, a local a local artist. She's right now at the play of the of Aladdin here in Mexico City, and well, today I found out that she has been um, nominated in in a, in the Mexican in the Mexican Academy of Theater for best performance in in a in a play as Princess Jasmine. So she has a beautiful voice, a gorgeous voice, and very, very close to that of Kawashima. Uh, she made a, a, a beautiful, a beautiful work. And well, I also had a chance to interview her after after this event. And I was telling her that although it wasn't the same as as listening to Mrs. Kawashima's, she was pretty close. But she also gave to these songs a new identity a fresh look and also this latin passion you know that that only latin americans have so i think that master that that master yokoyamas would be very very proud of of listening to these new versions it's it's not as new as, as or as different as you may feel but anyway it had a little different flavor in there because there were there were very passionate moments in the in the concert the people was truly truly astounded they, they were mesmerized by her voice and they they fell in love mo almost instantaneously with her and you can even hear people asking her to marry them <laughs> yes a, lo a lot of people yeah irma please marry me or have my children be, be the mother of my children oh, no no yes. no 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 yes i i i, I mean it it was kind of funny, but yeah. it wasn't funny at all. You know, I know what you what I know that the, the reaction you're getting because a lot of folks have that very same reaction. But she took it very well. And yeah, yeah. She, I, I think I'm that joking she, also. Yes, I think that she might have understood that the people were so excited that they just can't yeah take it. You know, and they just have to 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 show somehow that they were loving her. Yeah, and that, that's perfectly fine. But like, yeah, that. That's that's that you bring up an interesting point. It's like you know, we're so used to like listening to Seiji Yokoyama's like amazing soundtrack. You know, we 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 like I'm I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening to this that that's listening to this podcast or listen or listen to your podcast have like just have have run those CDs or run those albums to the ground. 
with like you know how many times they've listened to it, and you know, and it's and it's so interesting to hear. It's like you know that they had that they, that 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 the that the organizers put their own little spin to it, and that's I think the I think I, I think one of the best parts of it. I think that you know you you can hear these songs all you want, and like and like I was just listening to it as a matter of fact just before we were um, recording, just getting in the mood to doing this doing this. And now hearing this, like I would love to like listen to some, like some of their interpretations of some of the songs that they were that they played there. I'm pretty sure there's videos out there and I can check it out. But I want I don't want to be spoiled. And I like I think it's like it's one thing watching it in in it's one thing watching videos of it on like on YouTube or on like some guys like um, Twitter like posts. But like I'm, I imagine just being there is a very very different experience altogether. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things that as much as you can listen to the recordings because there there are plenty and a lot of people record the parts of the concerts that you can look up online, you will unfortunately never get the the complete full experience of it unless you were there because it's one thing to listen it through to listen to it through a recording than to listen it that to listen to it being there being in the live presence of the mm-hmm. of the of the singer and I, I'd like to also take this opportunity to say that I my Miss Irma Flores has my out, utmost respect because she truly was astounding. Her voice was magnificent. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, as Pollock says, obviously, it's all one thing to listen to the original, uh, to the original artist interpret those songs, and you will never be able to completely replicate that. But if you cannot replicate something that comes from another person, but making it your own and giving your own take on it, she was able to do that and to deliver to the fullest. She she was magnificent. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up about it, about the concert itself that you guys want to want, want to discuss? Um, Pollux, is there anything you want anything that stood out in your mind about about what well, that we haven't discussed yet about the concert? Well, yes, of course, there, there was something that happened there. Uh, and, well, as uh, we've been talking about earlier, there were people from Crunchyroll over there, but there were also people from, from Toei as well. They were invited. Mm-hmm. They were checking out all of things, all of the things there. And I had a chance to, to, to have an... Uh, it wasn't an interview because he told me that this wasn't um, authorized. But in the end, he allowed me to have a little conversation with him, and he was truly amazed at the at, at the strength that it has uh, Sinceia here in Mexico. He was he he couldn't believe his eyes. He he told me, I, I cannot believe to see so many people gathering here just for Sinceia. So the thing that he told me is that he was very glad for us because he told me as well that we should be very sur- we be very very uh, that we are going to have a lot of surprises for 2023 so he told me to look out for them and in the beginning i believe that he was talking about the saint Seiya movie the knights of the zodiac movie but somehow after some days that i've been like thinking and rethinking about my encounter with him i think that he was talking about something else i don't know maybe it might be something regarding an animation a new animation because you know there are several things happening right now in the Sincea world mm-hmm. here and there and there are little clues here and there as well so you just have to pick them up and try to to make something of them um well somehow i don't think that he was just referring to the to the knights of the zodiac movie only so yeah like whatever whatever they got whatever they got planned whatever they got planned i hope hopefully things will things will turn out good like uh, we we actually just me and Pollux, we, um, not, not Pollux, me and Dejas, we actually just started. We started by re- reviewing the the new series on the second season of the CGI show, and we are we are enamored by it. We really liked it there on on the show. So it's like I really can't wait to like see like what else that they got planned coming in the twenty twenty three other than the movie itself. Um, Dejas, is there is there anything else that you wanted to discuss that we haven't addressed about the concert? Yeah, a couple of things. First, I I did arrive quite early, actually. <laughs> I was probably one of the, the the first people there. I was probably like the fifth or sixth person to arrive to the venue before it began. I had arrived at twelve thirty outside of the out of the venue, and so uh, like people mostly start to arrive at at because 
the times to enter the the inside the the arena was at 3 p.m. They were gonna let people that were in the golden zone, uh, me, Pollux, and some of the others that had the golden ticket, could start entering at three o'clock. The general access began at 5 p.m. But ever since then, like most people arrived at three, the ones that were gonna enter at that hour, it was a very order order line. People were. Like I really got a good experience because everybody was so it was a really nice environment. Like you you could feel the 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 emotions starting to build up, like the passion from the people going there. Like everybody entered, everybody like there was no disorder, there was no chaos, there was no uh, like no no rowdy bunch. Like everybody was really respectful, everybody was really calm, everybody was really uh, serene and and. I don't want to use this word, but it's the one that comes to mind. Professional, <laughs> obviously, you're an attendant. Yeah. You're, you're not. You're not working there, but but like that attitude of, of like being like you know what you're doing there, so you you act accordingly. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good environment, and you got to meet so many people, so many people from the entire continent, like people that came from from, from top to bottom from the continent, people from South America that traveled all all those miles and kilometers just to be here and to be part of it. And it was really good, and you can see like everybody being excited before the event began that was uh, that's a part that i really enjoyed as well i I, i've been telling that this was our week of of the world cup the sincere world cup here in mexico because it was (laughs) yes it it was very very fun and you can actually find people at the streets and you just know that they were also sincere fans and they they we all gathered together and we ended up a lot of people of us for example uh, making some podcasts a broadcast uh, live from the streets and we were talking with people and they were coming <laughs> to us and then we went to the to 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 the lucha libre for example to the rest <laughs> so after that after that we just went out and had some drinks and it was truly truly amazing it was it was a big fiesta all over the the, the city mm-hmm. and and this this was this is something mostly of the most memorable things that that this event left us because all, All right. of us had a chance to see us because many of us knew, know each other from the from the internet and the Twitter and from Facebook and from here and there. But this was the chance to to gather together, to know each other, to to talk to uh, to each other. But you know something that was very special is that we all talked to all of us like if we were just all friends. It wasn't like it was the first time that we were meeting. It this was something different. It was like if we were all friends from all times and we were just getting by once again and catching up with what was happening. So, I mean, it was truly awesome. I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm still tired. Yeah, I don't blame you. Of, yes, it was a lot of people. Uh, some people actually came to my house. So it was truly, truly tiresome, but. It was a nice. It's nice to be tired for something like this. Fair enough. Yeah, because like you know, if it was something, if it was something more exhausting, like you know, in something more taxing on your body, like yeah, like you, like you, you would like you don't like the last thing you want to be like, I don't want to talk about this show anymore and stuff like that. Or I don't want to see. Last thing I want to see is Saint Seiya again. Like you know, if you feel like that at the end of it, it's like no, then you're you're then obviously something went very wrong. But judging from like all the responses, not just from you, not just from. Not, not, not just from Nekas, but like from everybody else that I've been reading their their um their experiences. It's like they've all had that same experience where it's like it's like you know seeing a, seeing the community finally come together, you know, for, in a positive way. You know, I, and I guess that's that's why I wanted to have this this podcast because like you know I wanted to show that you know to the world that you know that you know like I, and one of the goals with with the Tinsel Cosmo Cast was to expand everything to like show like what the what the world is doing as well. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect thing where it's just like, hey, you know, this is what Mexico is doing. And like we like, you know, if you have the time time to do this, you know, again, like, please, we, we should all just like, especially if you're like, if you're in the English speaking world, like you should take the time and do this. Speaking of which, they announced something there at the concert before, like at the very end, I believe, like they're doing a second concert. Yes, we're going to get a second concert. Uh, we still don't know the exact date yet. I had the chance to talk with the producer of, of the concert as well, and he told me that he that they are starting this week with, uh, with well, they are going to start to choose which are the songs that are going to be part of the next of the next concert. Uh, so mm-hmm. well, we might actually get it from a year from now, a year from now, or maybe a year and a half. 
up two years, I think, but I don't think that it's going to take that much because that long, sorry, because I think that he already well, all the organization knows already that the way they had already they have the contacts, they know how to make things now. So it's different from the first time. So I think it's going to be well faster than the first one. So I think that the people that wants to come should start to save <laughs> their money mm -hmm. because I think that we're going to have that pretty soon. And well, maybe we're going to have songs from Poseidon Saga. Now we're going to have the Poseidon Saga, most especially the Hades Saga, of course. And also we are going to get some Lucifer, Lucifer there songs and for, for uh, the Tenkai Hen maybe. So there are several songs to be heard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you have any thoughts about like about about, about the, uh, the upcoming second concert that may happen like within a year or so? Yes, that my wallet's already crying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Because yeah, I'm gonna be there. That that's a definite thing. And no, yeah, I, I want to add to what Paul just said because it was truly a surprise. Like none of us were expecting it because it had been confirmed prior to the concert that they were only gonna uh, uh, play music from from the from the first part of the well the sanctuary arc as well as the asgard arc and and the movies and they sp explicitly said that there were not going to be any musical pieces from hades or any of the later sagas so when the show ended quote unquote then they began to prepare again and everybody's like what 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 and they started to play chikyugi the opening mm. for, for hades the latin american uh, version but they Oh, they performed that song, which was beautiful, and it was and everybody was so excited. And they announced right there that there was going to be a second concert. As Paul said, it's still in pre-production and it's going to take a while, but it's something that it's well, you have enough time to 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 plan ahead and try to come because it really is going to be another wonderful experience. And I encourage anybody listening, anybody interested in the franchise, anybody that has the possibility to travel or just wants to to live a magnificent experience to come because it'll be one hundred percent worth it. I want to add something about this, and I have to say that historically, uh, Knights of the Zodiac or Sinseya has been a franchise that has been leader in in its own. I mean, once we got we got, for example, in the past in the '90s, in the late well, it was in in the middle of the '90s, and later in the two Ks, Sinseya uh, opened the, the whole world for the rest of anime series that came into Mexico, and it became a boom. So just like that, uh, Sinseya has this historical, this historical uh, role here in, in our country. And I think that now it, it has happened again with this event. This concert will open certainly any kind of opportunities for any other anime series to have this kind of events, because now we are looked at with more respect the way that the people has been, for example, all the attendants were just like Ben has, has said, very respectful and so so they had they were so passionate, but in at the same time they were so respectful that we showed that this is possible in our countries. And this is this is something that I want to remark because it was truly, truly a victory for the Latin America, the Latin American fans. So congratulations to all the Latin American fans that are listening to us and that came here to to this concert because they were exceptionally good. Well, they they made it very well. So congratulations, felicidades a todos ustedes. Felicidades a todos que 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 hicieron todo eso, que le hicieron todo eso en realidad porque porque es muy importante que el Cairo Sudaca es muy importante para ellos, para, para todo el mundo, para toda Latinoamérica, para que ellos tienen, um, nosotros nos, nos juntamos, somos, somos fans desde los chicos y pues son parte de nuestro, de, de nuestra juventud. Y mm -hmm. pues ya estamos viendo ahora que las cosas que están diciendo, las cosas que, 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 que son lo que crecimos antes, ahora son, ya somos ya nosotros en... We have we we are now the ones in we are now the ones who control a lot of that stuff and we can now show this to a new generation that like proving that the art that we used to like and pretty much I was saying I was saying in Spanish because like you know I was, I was trying to be a little affectionate that you know we like you know all the Saint Seiya fans we grew up like you know and we're proud that we're proud of the stuff that they did I'm proud of the of the people that that, that put this together I'm proud of the other people that um that you know that that that, that performed all, all the songs and performed they were doing all all the stuff up and down. You know, they, they, I'm very proud of them, and like I said, like a lot of them, 
we, we, we all grew up with that. We were, we were all children. We, we were all shown in the 80s, shown in the 90s. I grew up in Mexico. And I grew up in, in Tijuana, so I had both mm. access to, like, watching TV in Mexico and in the United States. So mm -hmm. I had, like, experience with, like, like seeing, like, how both sides of things, well, the world works. And, like, I always said, like, you know, hey, this show that you know, I always tell people, like, kids when I was, yeah, you have to check out this show. And, you know, they would just look at me, like, why are you watching this show in Spanish? But, <laughs> but now, but now, like, you know, um, now, 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 that, now that time has passed and that things are a lot more accessible for, like, people to check out, you know, stuff like that, you know, and we're seeing, like, you know, St. Santa, like, you know, it's growing. The, the series is growing. And I do hope that, like, but hopefully for the next concert, like, like not only people from like, you know, not only people from Latin America or, you know, as far as like, you know, we had um Alex from, um from, from Canada, you know, he, he came all the way from Canada to, to, um to Mexico. And it's just like, that's a, that's a two, that's a, that's a two country trip. And it's like, I don't know from what part of Canada he was from, but it's like, he must've went through like several, several States just to get, just to get, just to get, just to get to Mexico city. Mm -hmm. So like that tells you the commitment of of a lot of people and like and I would and I like I said I would love to do it I would love to do it next time and I but one of the things too I wanted to ask before we before we head out it's like what do you think about possibility of them expanding this concert to like do it to do the performances of other parts of the of other parts of Mexico like say you know Tijuana <laughs> let's do my own horn well yeah I obviously I, I unfortunately lack like any proper knowledge on how to the logistics of these events are made. But the one thing that I can say for certain is that if anything was uh, achieved, is it was to show that the interest is there, that the investment is worth it, that the the passion is there, and that it is something that will give back to the in this case the people from Japan, Toy Animation. So the doors are open for it to have. And okay, we are having another concert that's confirmed. So the doors are open for that. To it will be up to the people like the, the people in the production to to try to move it to different parts like it is possible hopefully okay. one day it will happen and it, it not only here in mexico but in other countries as well because the other countries in latin america i'm sure that will have the same type of response and i think that it's gonna be like i cannot say exactly when or like in what time frame but the door has been open that's what i want right. to state the door has been open and hopefully it will happen sooner rather than later Paloxi, do you do you have any thoughts on on them traveling the not just not the traveling outside of outside of Mexico City and possibly doing it like other parts of Mexico and or outside of the United, outside of Mexico itself? Well, I agree with with Benjas, uh, mostly, but I think that at least for this second chance, we are not going to see something like it happening. I mean, it's something that I think that it's very difficult for them to move uh, just inside uh, Mexico and. Well, let alone, uh, sorry, let alone here in Mexico and to take it out from our country, it would be very, very difficult. I think right. that we should settle for now for what we have. And well, the door is open, but I mean, it's it's easier for the people from other cities here in Mexico to to, to travel to Mexico City to, to come to this concert. I mean, I know that they would like it, but I think that the strength are in numbers. And in the end, Mexico City is the most populated city here. It's uh, it's uh, relatively easy to come here. So I think that they might be uh, setting for this and just trying to have the best concert, the the best second concert that we that they had that they could. Sorry, that they could. And well, that's it. I I don't. I'm not seeing this happening. For example, by this organization, at least in other country in in years. Um, I mean, okay. it might happen, but it's very, very difficult because, you know, you have to pay for for the rights of all of this music and mm -hmm. all of these and all of these images and all of this material and just to move on these these huge uh, stages that we that we have for this. We had for this last concert. It would be very difficult. So it's up to the people from each country to to organize their own their own concerts in the end, I think. I mean, uh -huh. I think that they might help or they might associate uh, with other with other organizations in other countries, but in the end, it won't be by this organization. I don't think that they would move out of, of Mexico or Mexico City. I agree with that. Like, it's difficult because obviously it need, you need the right people to actually invest in the production to, to be able to bring it to those other places. And that will be entirely up to whomever wants to take that responsibility and that work 
but well, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Brazil, maybe Brazil may may yeah. try to organize their own concert. I mean, once they saw this, maybe they would like to have it and 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 try it. And I know that now, for example, just as Ben has said, well, the the door is open, but it's not only open here in Mexico. It's open in any Latin American country or any other country here in America because now Japan is aware of us. So maybe they would give. Uh, another country or another organization, a local organization, a chance. So if there's someone mm. who wants to do so in Peru, in Argentina, in Chile, or in Brazil, I, I think that Brazil might be the most the most probable other country that would have this kind of event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that was really fascinating, guys, to have this discussion about like about this content and your experiences. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we just glossed over a lot of it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of it too that you guys discussed, especially in your case, Bullock, since you have you host a many of various podcasts about it. Ben just like, you know, you I'm pretty sure you made a lot of threads on it. So um, but like I said, time's running out here. I don't want to keep you know keep you guys too long here. So why don't we start with the promotions? Pollux, do you have anything you want to promote here to show out to the fans? Well, uh, I have my own YouTube channel. Its name is Eternal Freaks, and well, it's Spanish content as well as you as you can figure out. <laughs> and what else? I'm also part of Universo Sencilla. Universo Sencilla is probably the most famous podcast, Spanish Spanish podcast for Sencilla, and the on one of the most ancient ones. Uh, actually, the person from Toei told me that he knew who we were and that they listened to us every now and then so uh, Universo Sensei as well and well that would be my my invitation to you all if you know Spanish and you want to to follow me also on Twitter on Twitter I'm I'm at Pollux Dioscuros and it's very easy to follow me and I actually try to to write over there always in English because I want the people from all over to know what I'm talking about and to know some um, news regarding regarding Sincella, and I think that Twitter is a it's a very good it's a very good way to make people to be aware of all of this. And well, that's it. Mechas, <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, yes, two things. One, follow Pollux. He is definitely one of the best sources for information, not just on Sincella, but also on classic comic books. He like the all the information mm -hmm. he posts is really wonderful. He's a wonderful guy. Please be sure to follow okay. him. And yeah, like he, he truly is an inspiration in this regard. And well, for my own, right now I am. I just have my Twitter, which is Mexican Geek Five O Two. So I post mostly Saint Seiya stuff. It is my personal Twitter, but I have been posting mostly Saint Seiya stuff for, for a while now. So I post interesting things for yeah. every now and then. So please yeah. check it out. And I have a I do have a project in the works. I can't say anything right now because I want to have more, more, more work done into it before I announce anything. But uh, please be on the lookout. I'll be announcing something before the year ends. That's really cool. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. I'm pretty sure you're gonna let us know on our podcast as well. If you haven't listened to our podcast, we, me and Benkhas, we host a podcast called the Saintia Cosmocast. It's me, Benkhas, and Comrade Furry. We discuss everything about the world of Saintia in, in English. So if you're, so if you have, so if you are interested in Saintia and want to participate with us, you're more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to, to listen to the podcast, especially for those of you who only speak English. We we make it very easy for people to check it out for, for if you if that's the case. Um, you can find you can find all that info like you can find info about like about the Twitter and and the Twitter communities and like where to listen to, how to subscribe and like listen to the actual show on the website if you have no access to like li to like listening to it like you know through, through conventional means you can listen to the show on, on the website as well you can go to stcosmocast.com again the address is stcosmocast.com all one word no www in front of it thank you so much for listening to to this podcast for for Pollux and for Bankas I am Ramses here to tell you to keep burning that cosmos and I will see you later bye bye goodbye